Well, hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday. Woo! <laughs> and what are you all up to today? Do you know what? We have got a very exciting day um, because we are going, we're going to the library again, spend a lot of our time in the library, but we're not going for books. Today they have um, a beekeeper coming to visit and this afternoon at one o'clock he's bringing a hive, a real live a beehive. I'm hoping that there's not going to be any bees in it. I'm hoping that it's going to be empty because I'm not overly keen on looking at a hundred hundreds of bees crawling everywhere but and I don't think they'd be allowed to in the library either but um he is going to talk about um how the honey gets from the bee to the jar that you have on your in your cupboard and your, on your table so, and you can inspect the real life hive. So, that is what we are up to this afternoon. My children are very excited. They really want to go and see this beehive. Um, and I must say, I am very, very interested as well. So, that's my afternoon planned. Um, but first of all, we're going to, to lunch with my sister. So, um, and because she's coming as well with us. So, yes, all good fun so that's my whole day <clears throat> and I'm looking forward to that now then oh right on to messages <laughs> I wished a happy birthday to a little boy um, who was turning five on Wednesday and I said happy birthday to him and um his name was Binyamin. <clears throat> you must forgive my frogs in my throat today. Um, and I got a message from his mummy to, uh, yesterday, sorry, saying thank you. Um, it made his day. He was very, very happy um, to hear me say happy birthday to him. So I am over the moon about that. Um, and very excitingly, uh, he lost his first tooth. So not only did he have a birthday this week, but he lost his first tooth as well. Wow. Congratulations, Binyamin. <laughs> you are no longer a child. <laughs> I really, really hope that your experience with losing a tooth was um, a nicer one than when my little girl lost her first one because nobody knew she had a wobbly tooth so nobody had told her that her tooth was going to fall out so she had no idea and when she bit into an apple and it fell out when you lose your first tooth there's always a just a tiny little bit of blood where it's come out of the gum and it's nothing to worry about but because she didn't know that she, she was going to lose her tooth and um, she saw blood she had a mini meltdown and screamed and when everybody came running from different parts of the house to find out what was wrong and she's holding her mouth with uh, we could see um blood uh yeah we were a little bit panicky and um, it took ages for her to calm down <laughs> once we tried to 
reassure her that she wasn't um, really, really hurt and that it was natural. <laughs> so, yes, I hope, Binyamin, your experience was a lot nicer than that. So, um, now, you have a brother called Shalomo, don't you? And Shalomo has asked a few things, well, said a few things. First of all, Shalomo, do not worry. Naughty Amelia Jane will be back and it will be back tomorrow or she will be back tomorrow. So do not fret. We will be meeting Amelia Jane again tomorrow. So listen up for that. <laughs> and I have a question for everybody because Shalomo has suggested that it might be a good idea to have two stories every day, one in the morning and one at bedtime. So I thought I don't really want to be reading two stories if nobody's listening. So I thought I would ask you and get you to message me and tell me whether you think it's a good idea. So if I get enough people saying that, yes, they would love two stories a day, then um, I will quite happily read them. So, although I might run out of stories very quickly, <laughs> but I'm quite happy to... Um, to read two stories a day, one in the morning and one at bedtime, but I need to know that I'm not going to be reading them to myself. So I need lots and lots of messages telling me whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. And then we will see what happens. I will leave it all up to you. And very lastly, Shalomo was nice enough to send in a fun fact. And it was something I did not know. So it's quite an amazing fact. And not that I didn't believe him, because I did, but I googled it to find out the reason why, which I now know. And it makes sense. So the fun fact is, thank you to Shelomo for this. But the fun fact is the Queen of England doesn't need or oh, and doesn't have um, a passport even though she goes all around the world she doesn't need a passport and she doesn't need a driving license so she can drive all over the place and she does not I wonder if she's actually passed her test hmm didn't google that <laughs> but I do know why that um she doesn't need them because the the passports and the driving license are issued so given to people and um it's in her name so it's like um her royal highness the queen of england you're getting your your uh, passports and driving license in her name so it's like she's giving them to you so she can't really give herself one can she simple but that is an amazing fun fact so next time you see her speeding along um you know that she has not got a driving license 
Hmm, but that she doesn't need one either. And she hasn't got a passport. <sighs> but she's still allowed to travel everywhere. Hmm, that's a bit wrong, isn't it? <laughs> but um, now I need to know whether she's actually passed a driving test. Um, because that's, I don't know. I didn't Google that one, so I'm going to have to Google it. I don't know. Any old how, um, thank you so much, LMA, for that um, brilliant fun fact. And I love getting fun facts from you all. So please, just keep sending them. Just keep sending them in and I will keep reading them out. Um, they're amazing. And I know I love anything um, fun fact I really do love them and my children love them my daughter loves going into school and amazing her classmates with um, these fun facts uh, some of them aren't suitable for me to read over here because I don't know whether your mummy and daddies would let me uh, because some of them are a little bit you know poop related and things like that so um but yeah, she goes into school and she tells, in fact, she used to go into school and disturb the the um, the class because she suddenly remembered one and put her hand, you know, put her hand up and, and disturbed the class by talking. And um, now she goes into class and the first 10 minutes while the teacher is getting sorted for the day, that's her chance to tell um the fun fact of the day and the children to discuss it <laughs> which is very nice of the school I think anyway oh my goodness me so we're nearly halfway through this um episode and I haven't even read a story yet so we are reading chapter seven of the folk of the faraway tree um like I said tomorrow will be a naughty Amelia Jane um by way of uh, suggestion or request of Shalomo. So um, today we are going up the ladder that has no top. So here goes. Joe and the others waited and waited, looking up the ladder every now and again. Oh, Beth got impatient and wandered off to look at some of the marvels. Joe called her back. Beth, don't go wandering off by yourself, for goodness sake. We don't want to lose you as soon as we find Connie. We'll have a look at the marvels when Moonface brings Connie back. Well, he's such a long time up the ladder, complained Beth. I did want to go and see the cat that tells fortunes. She might tell me how we can get back home. Back through giant land, I suppose, said Silky. I wish Moonface would come, sighed Franny, looking up the ladder for the twentieth time. What is he doing up there? Surely Connie can't have climbed very far. Moonface had gone a good way. He climbed steadily, looking up every now and again, hoping to see Connie. At last he saw a pair of feet and he gave a yell. Connie, I've come to rescue you. It's Moonface coming up the ladder. The feet didn't move. They were big feet 
and it suddenly struck Moonface that they were too big to be Connie's. He looked above the feet and saw a goblin looking down at him. Oh, said Moonface, I thought you were Connie. Let me pass, please. Can't think why there's so much traffic on this ladder today, said the goblin grumbly as he sat to one side. He had big feet, big hands, a big head and a very small body, so he looked rather odd. On his knees, he balanced a big can of paint, out of which stuck a paintbrush. What are you doing up here? asked Moonface. Painting or something? I'm the goblin painter who made that wall giant-proof, said the goblin. He pointed to where the wall between giant land and the land of marbles shimmered and quivered like a heat haze. But I got into trouble with Witch Wiley, who used to go and shop in giant land. I splashed some of my paint over her and that meant she was giant-proof too. No giant in giant land could go near her, so she couldn't do any more shopping. Oh, so she chased you, I suppose, to put a spell on you and you rushed up the ladder that has no top, said Moonface, sitting down beside him to peer at his paint. Oh, bad luck. Why doesn't she chase you up here? She doesn't like climbing, said the goblin, but she's waiting down there at the bottom. I'm sure of it. Oh, she isn't, said Moonface. I've just come up. And there was no witch down there. You go on down now and see. I'm sure you can slip off and escape. She said she'd empty my giant-proof paint all over me if she caught me, said the goblin miserably. Well, leave it here with me, said Moonface. I'll bring it down for you. Then, if the witch is at the bottom, it won't matter because you won't have your paint with you. (gasps) Right, said the goblin, cheering up. He tied the handle of his paint can to a rung of the ladder and began to go down. Moonface suddenly remembered Connie and he called down to the goblin. Hey, just a minute. Have you seen a little girl go up the ladder? Oh, yes, said the goblin, stopping. A dirty little girl, very frightened. She was crying. She pushed past me very rudely indeed. I didn't like her. Oh, That's Connie, all right, said Moonface, and he began to climb up again. I hope she hasn't gone too far up. She really is a nuisance. He lost sight of the goblin. He went on climbing up and up, and at last he heard a miserable voice above him. It was Connie's. I can't climb any further. This ladder doesn't lead anywhere. I can't climb down because that goblin will scold me. I shall just have to stay here for the rest of my life. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Connie sobbed and two or three tears splashed down on Moonface's head. He rubbed them off. Then he saw Connie's feet above him. Hey, Connie, he called. Connie felt a shriek and almost fell off the ladder. Moonface felt it wobbling. wobbling. Oh, oh, who is it? cried Connie, and began to climb hurriedly up the ladder again, afraid that the goblin was after her. Oh, this was 
just too much for Moonface. Here he was, having gone all the way to the land of Marvels, through Giant Land, and up goodness knows how many rungs of the ladder. And just as he had found Connie, she began climbing up and up again. He caught firmly hold of one of her ankles. She screamed, Let go! I'll pinch you! Let go! You come down, commanded Moonface. I've come to take you back home, you silly girl. You've caused us all a lot of trouble. Come on down. I'm Moonface. Connie sat down on the ladder with great relief. She put her arms around Moonface as he came up beside her and hugged him. Oh, Moonface, I was never so pleased to see anyone. Tell me how you got here. No, said Moonface, wriggling away. There's no time. The others are waiting at the foot of the ladder. Come on down, you stupid girl. But there's a gob, began Connie. No, there isn't, said Moonface, beginning to wonder how many other people there were sitting on the ladder, afraid to go down because they thought someone was watching for them at the bottom. There's no goblin and no witch and no nothing. Only Joe, Beth, Franny, Silky and Saucepan. Now come on, please. He made Connie climb down below him. Now, if you don't climb down pretty fast, I shall be treading on your fingers, he said. And that made Connie climb down much more quickly than she had meant to. Down and down they went. Down and down and down. And at last, there they were on the ground. The others crowded around them. Moonface, we thought you were never coming. Connie, are you all right? A goblin came hurrying down, but he wouldn't stop to tell us anything. Moonface, what have you got in that can? Moonface showed them the can of giant-proof paint he had brought down with him. He had untied it from the ladder when he came to it. He told them about the goblin. Connie was longing to tell her adventures too. She told them at last. When I got here into this land, I wandered about a bit, she said, and I came to the cat that would tell fortunes. So I asked her to tell me mine. And she told me all kinds of nasty things that would happen to me. So I scolded her and she hissed and ran away. You naughty girl, said Silky. Well, she shouldn't have said nasty things to me, said Connie. Then a goblin, whose cat it was, chased me and said he would lock me up. Horrid creature. The others laughed. They thought Connie deserved all she got. So, I suppose you shot up the ladder to escape and didn't dare to come down, said Joe. Yes, said Connie, and I was so pleased to see Moonface. I don't like this land and I don't like the faraway tree either or the enchanted wood. Or me, or Beth, or Franny, or Silky, or Moonface, or Saucepan, I suppose, said Joe. Pleasant child, aren't you? I think if I was a goblin, I would certainly chase you away. Well, what about going home? It's getting late. Oh dear, have we got to go through giant land again, said Silky. I don't like those enormous giants. I'm a bit afraid of their great big feet. Yes, we've got to go through giant land, said Moonface, but I've got an idea. 
I'll splash you all with a few drops of giant-proof paint. Then no giant can come near us. We'll be like that wall. Giant-proof. Oh, what a good idea, said Beth. So Moonface quickly dabbed a few drops of paint on them. The places he dabbed shone and shimmered strangely like the wall. The children laughed. We look peculiar. Never mind, if it keeps the giants away from us, it will be worth it. They made their way to the shining wall, which disappeared as they walked through it and reappeared again as soon as they were on the other side. Then they began to walk cautiously through giant land to find the top of the beanstalks. Many giants were out taking an evening walk. Some of them saw the children and pointed in surprise. They knelt down to pick them up, but they couldn't touch them. The giant-proof paint prevented any giant from getting too near. And no matter how they tried, they couldn't get hold of the little group of friends. This is jolly good stuff, this paint, said Joe, pleased. It was a good idea of yours, Moonface. Look, there's the top of the beanstalk, said Silky happily. Now we won't be long. The giants followed them to the beanstalk. The children and the others climbed down as quickly as they could, half afraid that the giants might shake the beanstalk so that they would fall off. But they didn't, they just called rudely down after them. They got to the ground and sighed with relief. My goodness, we're late, said Joe, looking at his watch. We must head for home at once. Where's that train? Soon they were in the funny little train. They got out at the enchanted wood, said goodbye to Moonface, Silky and Saucepan and made their way home. Connie was very tired. Well, I guess you didn't enjoy the party very much, said Joe to Connie. And what about the faraway tree and the people there? Do you believe in them now? Tuh, I suppose I'll have to said Connie, but I didn't like any of them much, except Moonface. I can't bear Saucepan. Well, he doesn't seem to like you either, said Beth. Well, Connie, you don't need to come with us again if you don't want to. We can always leave you behind. But that didn't please Connie. Oh, no, she meant to go where the others went. She wasn't going to be left out. Oh, my goodness me. She's not a very nice little girl, is she? Dear me, I'd have left her up the ladder. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have Wouldn't have really, I promise. I would have rescued her, but I'd have left her up there a long time. Oh, she gets on my nerves. <laughs> anyway, that is the end of that adventure because they are home. Now I wonder what the children's mother is going to say about the state that she is ho coming home in. In her ripped dress and her dirty dress. Oh my goodness. Not a great success for poor old curious Connie. But never mind. Tomorrow we are going to read... 
Naughty Amelia Jane. Yay! Now, don't forget, if you want um, any stories to request whatever story you, you would like, send me a message. If you would like me to wish you a happy birthday, send me a message. If you would like to tell me a fun fact, send me a message. If you would like to just say hi or just tell me a joke or anything else, just send me a message. And also send me a message to let me know whether you would like a morning story and a bedtime story because I'm leaving it all up to you. But if I don't get enough interest, there will be only one story. <laughs> so now, you all have the most wonderful, wonderful day and enjoy it as much as I am going to enjoy mine, providing there's no bees or not a lot of bees. I can manage a couple, but just don't want to see lots and lots of them Ooh, so we shall see but anyway um as i say you have the most wonderful day and i will see you all again tomorrow <laughs> so until then you make sure that you have the most lovely time enjoy yourself be good, but take care and stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for now.